Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Colin Taylor of Gamecock Central to talk a little bit about South Carolina. And Colin, appreciate you joining us once again, man. How you doing? I am fantastic, y'all. It's never a bad time when uh, when you get to talk a little bit of ball day in and day out. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I know that uh, South Carolina, uh, that game that they had earlier this weekend, you know, some people saw it. They're like, oh, this team struggled. They didn't look great. Spencer Rattler had two picks. But for those of you that maybe didn't watch the entire game, did was it was it as bad as some people are making it out to be? Or do you feel like South Carolina definitely has a lot of things to, to work on, especially heading into this weekend on the road? Yeah, I think you can toe the line. Um, it's just one of those things to where the offense didn't look great, and that was kind of a sticking point coming out of last year. Um, that's kind of where the anxiety is coming from. But they played really well defensively. And, I mean, obviously we're – great on special teams so um it, it's just the offense uh that's kind of been the, the, the bugaboo for this team and this program dating back to the well much champ era and obviously last year was not good at all so that's kind of where all the anxiety from the fan base is kind of um kind of kick-started did it seem like they ran uh, a variety of plays or do you think it was kind of vanilla being the first game and the opponent they were playing against, then maybe it opens up more. Yeah, I'm still to be determined. Um, the the game plan against Georgia State was kind of a grab bag of a few different things. Um, they tried to do a lot of stuff, and, and even their offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, said today that um, he kind of started to press a little bit in the second quarter when things weren't looking the way he thought they would. So um, there was just a lot of different things. They really didn't push the ball down the field. I think that they were trying to keep some stuff in the bag. Um, I would probably say it was more vanilla than anything else, but um, they were kind of throwing a bunch of the wall just to kind of see what stuck. Well, South Carolina is an intriguing team this year because we, we know about expectations. You know, here in Arkansas, people are, are feeling pretty high about this season. And then I see a team like South Carolina, which not only do they play in the East, which I think has improved overall, but the two West teams they play this year happens to be Arkansas on the road and then Texas A&M, another team that's a top-five team at this point in time. You end the season against Clemson, who's a top-five team. So what were the expectations heading into this season, especially with a gauntlet of a schedule like South Carolina has? Yeah, South Carolina doesn't get off easy, ever. Um, not only do they got to play the East, like you said, but they got to play A&M. Now they rotate a really good Arkansas team onto the schedule, and then you get Clemson as well. So expectation-wise, I think a lot of fans understand that this team and this program can show progress without necessarily showing it in the win column. Um, that if you got back to six regular season wins, I think that that would be a really good thing for this program. And um, Absolutely. I mean, that's just kind of what it is right now. And I think that some fans kind of got ahead of their skis and were like, they're going to win nine or ten games. Um, I think reasonable fans would have seen the schedule and said six to seven seems reasonable, maybe eight if things break right. Um, but the expectation was just to have a better offense um, to kind of capitalize on some of this momentum that has been out there um, in this offseason and kind of to be determined on if they're going to do that or not. You think uh, this team is built to let the defense kind of carry them for a stretch at the beginning of the season and then just – see improvements with the offense as the season goes on? 
I think so. Um, this is a defense with a lot of veteran pieces on it and potential high-round draft picks and Cam Smith and Zach Pickens and um, a few other guys on that defense as well. So it was one of the better defenses in the league last year across the board outside of maybe run defense, and they're going to kind of rely on that again this year until the offense kind of gels and, and all of these new faces and new pieces kind of figure out their roles together. Speaking with Colin Taylor of Gamecock Central here on Out of Bounds on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, what are the Gamecock fans feeling about Shane Beamer? Because he's a guy that, when he got hired, he always has a lot of experience. The Oklahoma angle uh, was big, and he's got a name, of course, being uh, being related to uh, uh, the Coach Beamer over there at Virginia Tech for so many years. Just how is everybody embracing him? Because he's also got a pretty big personality. He's doing videos where he's with the team and trying to do some social media stuff. It certainly seems like he's out there in the public eye quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, the fan base looks at him as kind of one of us. South Carolina is a very insular community. The fan base and the, the entire state as a whole, um, they love him. Um, they consider him one of, you know, they consider him a South Carolinian. Obviously, he was born in Charleston, which is about two hours from Columbia. Um, coached South Carolina during the Spurrier era, during that heyday. So he's talked, and, and I think part of it's true that this is his dream job, and, and this is a place he really wants to be. And um, they love him for that, and he's been able to kind of capitalize on some of that enthusiasm and some of the gratitude he has for being at South Carolina, and it's kind of permeated through the staff, the fan base, and the recruiting. And um, I think that that's, that's been really for Shane as, as he's trying to build this thing up from, from what he inherited. We know that Spencer Rattler can spread the ball around. We've seen that from before at Oklahoma. What do the receivers look like at South Carolina and being able to help him out? A lot of new faces. Um, they returned Josh Van, who was the leading receiver last year, but there's a lot of new new faces. and um, um, Xavier Leggett is someone that didn't play a lot last year, was banged up, but he's back into the fold, uh, started started the season opener. You bring in an Antoine Wells Jr. Uh, from James Madison, set records there. I think he's going to have a really big year for South Carolina. Um, and then you bring in Austin Stogner at the tight end position. Jaheim Bell is a versatile player you're going to find in the entire country. Um, there are some pieces there that are really going to try to help South Carolina. Um, it's just a matter of can you protect Spencer Rattler long enough to get have him get the ball to those guys. So how do you feel about the matchup itself with Arkansas? Because they are a top-20 team at this point. Uh, they're coming off of a, a physical game against Cincinnati this past weekend, and uh, they could be without their best defensive player in Jalen Catalan, as we don't know the situation with him. But how do you just feel like this matches up for, Ar uh, for South Carolina against Arkansas on the road, especially being an 11 a.m. game, which we always know is a factor? Yeah, I think – it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Arkansas's defense is really physical, and that might present some problems for South Carolina. Um, South Carolina wasn't great defending the run last year. They were much better against Georgia State than they were um, all of last season. So stopping a guy like K.J. Jefferson, who's built like a Mack truck, and, and that power running game that they have is going to be really tough. Um, I could see this because of how good Arkansas has been on offense at times uh, because, you know, obviously South Carolina's offense has some playmakers and Arkansas is battling some injuries. I can see this being somewhat high scoring and could be one of those situations to where the older, more physical team in, in Arkansas probably has a little bit of an edge, but um, I can see it going either way, honestly. 
Now, you mentioned uh, with the offense, it's a matter of the offensive line, if they can protect Spencer Rattler. So is there is it something that's unknown, or is there some concern with the offensive line? There's absolutely some concern there, and it was a group that last year really struggled. Um, and this year they're returning pretty much all five starters back from the end of last year, plus bringing a guy back from injury. And they hoped that things would get better just because you are older, but uh, the line really struggled against a smaller, more, I guess, agile Georgia State defensive front. Um, and that presents concerns when now you're going up against these athletic monsters and at, at Arkansas and the rest of the SEC. So um, they're going to have to figure out ways to kind of maybe scheme around it um, or just get better up front because they're not going to be able to have the success they want offensively Saturday or the rest of the year if the offensive line just doesn't kind of these all these really, really old players with a lot of snaps on the belt figured out. You know, people have been looking at Spencer Rattler, and, uh, of course, we know the hype he had coming out of high school, and then the hype he even had at Oklahoma. People were saying he was a preseason Heisman favorite last year. But now he's at South Carolina, which may have surprised some people when he ended up making that decision. Uh, just uh, how do you feel like he played, of course, in the first game, but also does he have the tools around I know you talked about the offensive line being pretty tough, but does he have the tools around him to really show out this year and, and really approve upon what he did at Oklahoma last season? Does he have all he need there at South Carolina? I think so. Um, I think they have the weapons to compete in the SEC. Um, I think it's a dangerous offense when everything's clicking. Um, and I thought Rattler played really well um, in that first game. Maybe kind of let the emotions get to him a little early. Um, they unveiled a new light system at Williams-Brice Stadium. Um, they did a lot of different things just for the atmosphere-wise, so I think he got caught up in that. But um, had some really good throws, extended plays with his feet while keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, made one bad decision with the football that resulted in an interception. So um, there were some things that I thought were really good from his part, and really only one time did he ever make a bad decision. So I think that that's really good when you consider a debut in an offense where there's some unknowns um, coming out of it. Where Where's the strength of this team? What position would you say that South Carolina, when you look at it, that you feel really good about the team in this area? I'd probably say offensively, you're probably looking at the tight end room with Dogner and Bell and, and a few other pieces there. Um, just playmakers and mismatches across the board. Um, and then defensively, probably the secondary. A lot of experience. Cam Smith, obviously, a potential first-round draft pick. Um, they have a bunch of older guys back there as well. So probably your tight end room and secondary, if I'm, if I'm looking at it right now after game one. So, Colin, I've been curious because I mentioned Arkansas and South Carolina when they first joined the SEC back in 92. They got paired up as, like, the permanent cross-division rivals, and they played each other uh, for a long extended period of time and had some great games between the two, uh, some back and forth, some high scoring, some all of that. But then when A&M and Missouri joined, then it all got changed up. I'm just curious from, from your perspective as well as South Carolina fans, do they wish that that was still going on where Arkansas was their permanent cross-division opponent, or did they really even care enough about that game to care if it was A&M or Arkansas or anything like that? I think given that they haven't beaten A&M yet since A&M joined the league, um, I think they would take Arkansas in heartbeat, and that's no disrespect to the Arkansas program. Um, but they went through some of those lean years, and I think a lot of South Carolina fans looked at that, those lean years before Sam Pittman got there and said, man, we're sitting here losing to, to – a&M year after year would have been nice to kind of get a team that was kind of 
going through an identity change there, some coaches to, to really kind of capitalize on it. So they miss it. I'm excited about it. This is my first trip out to Fayetteville for football. So um, I'm looking forward to getting out there and kind of seeing what it's all about. Now, in speaking of that, we know that South Carolina fans are passionate. We see them for every home game. They show up in droves. How do they travel? How, how do South Carolina fans take the, the travel approach and go on the road? I think we'll see a good amount. Um, just given the enthusiasm of the team this year, uh, the fact that they haven't been to Arkansas in a decade. I want to say the last trip to Fayetteville for football was 2013 or 12, something like that. So I think you'll see a good amount just because it's a unique trip that they don't get to make a whole lot anymore and um, trying to experience another SEC venue. So if it, you said this is your first trip to, to Fayetteville. Have you had anything planned out as far as things you're going to do or anything like that? Are you just kind of going with the flow of everything on your trip? I'm a big flow guy. I'm a big go with the flow, maybe get on Google, check out a few things. So if you all have recommendations, definitely let me know because we got some time to kill Friday and then a little bit Sunday before I fly home. Well, I guess it depends on what you want, because uh, if, if you're looking for like you just the where you, where you want to really encompass the entire vibe, you got to go to Dixon Street, of course. Uh, they have a lot of different bars there, bars and restaurants. They have sports bars there, so uh, check out that area. The square, the historic square, is kind of the same thing too. So uh, there's plenty of places there around campus that you can be able to check out some good food, some good vibes, and, and everything. So hope I know you're going to enjoy your trip. And, I, and here's the thing about Razorback fans. Uh, you know, they, they they can talk a little trash, but overall they're pretty nice and pleasant people, especially for South Carolina because right. they don't see you guys as a threat every single year or a rivalry. So uh, it's, it's right. I think it'll be a good vibe if you go down just to the Dixon area for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Last time I was there was 2018 for that Super Regional between the Hogs and uh, South Carolina, and I, I had a blast then, so I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing it for a football weekend. Yeah, Colin, we don't talk about that 2018 postseason uh, for Arkansas. Right I don't here. blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, we tried to delete that one out of our memory for sure. But yeah, Colin, yeah but Colin, I know it's going to be a great weekend for you. Safe travels. Appreciate you joining us. Enjoy Fayetteville, man, and good luck this weekend. And I know we'll be catching up with you later down the road, all right? Appreciate it, guys.